Greetings. This is Keith Prather, and I'm filling in for Dr. Chris Keel, who's a little under the weather this week. And we got a member question about the impact of the Red Sea on global supply chain activity and whether it was going to boost rates for uh, maritime shipping and ultimately whether we would feel it in the global supply chain. And I think I think the fear is that this would start to look again something like what we had in 2021 and 2022. And at first blush, it really didn't look like it was going to take on uh, you know that kind of feeling. Uh, after all, I mean, COVID shut down the, you know, upstream manufacturing processes in a lot of Asia and a lot of European markets. And then that filtered down through into distribution systems inside those countries. We had ports that were shut down. We literally had stoppages of activity all throughout the supply chain that was preventing products from actually getting shipped. And so that's where we were getting, you know, a year, two year delays in shipments. And we had the global supply chain crisis. This one's a little bit different. I mean, we do have a shutdown in the Red Sea. We were averaging you know, roughly about 120 ships uh, you know, throughput through the Suez Canal on a regular basis. Now we're getting less than 20 uh, moving through the Suez. And there was a period of time when ships were actually inbound going into the Red Sea or going into the mouth of the Suez Canal. And because of the, the conflict activity around Yemen, those ships were turned around and those ships were sent around the Cape of Good Hope, around the southern tip of Africa. Those ships that were underway at the time, we're going to see an additional 21 days, three weeks of transit times added to those shipments. And so globally, we're kind of getting an initial shock because any products that were moving on the water at that time are now being delayed almost a full month from when we expected to receive them. And so I'm hearing from distributors and they're telling me that you know, their suppliers are now contacting them and, and elongating out order delivery times. And they're you know, letting them know that there's almost an indefinite uh, type of disruption to their supply chain because the situation in the Red Sea isn't sorting itself out. So the impact is a little bit different also when we look at rates and the cost of shipping. And what's happening is that the impact of the Red Sea closure and then some sub subsequent closures where you think of some, about some of the challenges we're having, like in the Panama Canal, we're having a few issues in the Strait of Hormuz coming in and out of the Persian Gulf. We still have challenges with uh, what was an open corridor in the Black Sea that is now facing some disruptions. We've, we've had a couple commercial ships that have hit sea mines in that corridor. And so you know, inbound and outbound movement in and out of the Black Sea is in question. And then just in the last 10 days, you know, we've had a strike, a drone strike that hit just off of St. Petersburg in the Baltic Sea. And so there's a little bit of a challenge moving products in and out by maritime coming in and out of the Baltic Ocean. Um, so, so there's this global distribution challenge now, but it's a temporary one. Global supply chain managers are adjusting to the problem, uh, but it's going to take a little while. It's going to take them well into Q2 before they can add this additional transit time into their planned shipping. So the normal average transit time is about nine days added when a ship, say, say it's leaving a port in Asia and it's moving and it would normally go through the Red Sea and then into the Suez Canal and across it takes nine additional days for it to plan to go down around the Cape of Good Hope and then you know up around the Horn of Africa and up into Europe. And that additional transit time, we can plan for that. But when we have this additional what we call freight on water period of time where freight is on water up for a longer period of time and it takes longer for that ship to get to destination, get reloaded, and then get back on the water and get back underway, it strips global capacity out of the maritime sector. 
So we estimate that 25% of global capacity has been stripped out of the ocean carrier, ocean uh, maritime industry. And the impact is being felt in the spot maritime market. So we think about costs for shipping. What's happening is that right now we've, we've seen a surge in costs, especially between Asia and Europe, but now also between Asia and the United States, just because we're stripping this maritime capacity out of the marketplace. So, for instance, Shanghai to Rotterdam right now cost to ship a container between those two markets has gone up 174% year over year. It's up just 12% just in the last week. Shanghai to Genoa, same thing. Uh, Asia to Europe trade lane, up 126% year over year, up 21% over the last week. But even though the you know the, the closure of the Red Sea doesn't directly impact the United States, we're feeling the ripple effect because Asia to U.S. trade lanes are also surging. So Shanghai to L.A. shipments uh, to move a maritime container is up almost to $4,000 a TEU, up almost 88% year over year from where we were at this time uh, in, in January of 2022. And then we also see Shanghai to New York up 64%, uh, up almost 35% in the last week. So those ripples are really starting to take effect. And the other thing that we're not calculating into this is that it's created a shortage of what we call clean tanker activity. So clean tanker is one of those tankers where we're putting refined fuels into it. We're putting finished gasoline, you know, finished uh, air fuels, uh, you know, kerosene, diesel, all the refined fuels. And right now, because of the, the problem with the Suez Canal, and the problem uh, kind of up and down the Strait of Hormuz and the Persian Gulf, and again, in addition to some of what just happened in the Baltic Sea, you've got a challenge in that industry, and we've got shortages of capacity. So the cost to move uh, refined fuels over the water now is up 61% over the last uh, 12 months alone. And going all the way back to 2011, prices to move those products has surged now to the third highest in all time. Um so it is a significant problem, and uh, we don't think it's going to smooth itself out anytime soon, but we do think that by Q2, the situation will start to improve a little bit, and we'll start to see a little better throughput with products. So in the meantime, you're going to continue to hear supplier delays, and I think we're going to have to, as distributors, continue to pitch that uh, to our end customers, and I think that's going to continue to be a challenge. So until next time, again, this is Keith Prather filling in for Dr. Chris Keel, and uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. All right, take care.